Welcome to the Bernie Kosar Show with Hanford Dixon. We got the legendary quarterback <coughs> himself and the top dog. Okay. Barking already. <laughs> it's a good day. It's a victory Monday, guys. How are we feeling? Well, I got to say, I Conflicted. should be feeling massively festive <laughs> victory Monday. We got a Browns victory against our rivaled Ravens. We got a couple of Cavs wins this weekend. We had an amazing night of boxing Friday night. Um out in the uh, west, west side of Cleveland. And then it's Christmas week, the holiday season. It should be a, we should be massively festive. It should be 100% positive. Why the hell has angry Ken rubbed off on me? <laughs> AK, the 21st year of uh, the last 22, and it does not look like playoff ramifications, and I can't get that out of my damn head, Top Dog. Well, you know what? You would rub it in about the boxing because, you know, I'm a little bit upset that I didn't, uh, I wasn't able to make it, so I am mad about that. I'm surprised because, uh, but I did let... But uh, you did your part. Uh, you, you kept Ozzy, uh, uh, you know, distracted uh, uh, to keep him off task for I, the game. I did, and did you see me? I uh, I loaned my uh, mink coat to Angry Ken. I let him uh, I let him, I let him. him wear that. Or you, did you see him in it? Mr. Fashionable himself. <laughs> but, yes. but overall, I tell you what, I feel, you know, other than my voice gone, I, I'm just excited. I mean, excited. <laughs> I thought it was an excellent ball game that we're going to dive into uh, a little bit later on the show and talk about everything that happened but it was just a great great ball game and I think we played well again in all three phases meaning special teams defense and offense everybody came up and everybody uh, showed up to play yeah you know what uh, the the phrase you dislike complimentary football is absolutely played <laughs> you notice I did <laughs> there then but and also to uh, hats off to the defense oh. how phenomenal they played um, in that game, there's a lot of people criticizing the offense, criticizing only 13 points, saying, man, Deshaun needs to play better. Boy, the offense. And this is the time of the year in December. The weather we had this past Saturday, it wasn't terrible like we're going to see this upcoming Saturday on Christmas Eve, but it absolutely wasn't conducive to high high tech offense so actually to see to see the progress offensively too was nice to see well i i, I thought they did some things really really good and i'm really uh, uh deshaun i mean i thought he's he's throwing the ball a lot better right now he's going through his progressions uh mean meaning that he's uh, going to that one two third uh read that he have to go through he's playing extremely well we finally got the running game going a little bit and you talked about the defense my hat's off too i gotta give Denzel Ward a lot of credit, you know, because when he doesn't do things and he doesn't play well, I give him a hard time, but I thought he played a, a, an excellent ball game. I thought it was a ball game that he was well prepared for because you could tell during watching some of the things that happened during that ball game, he watched a lot of film and he was prepared because did you see when he jumped that slant? Did oh, I see oh it? my hey, God. You know what, what I'm thinking is you, as you're saying that uh, to jump on that bandwagon, no, this time of year, players make plays. You count on your players. Yes, we'd rather be better than 6-8 and eight right now, but we're talking about Deshaun Watson, 18 for 28, 161 yards, making plays. Denzel Ward had absolutely made plays in this game. Miles Garrett, sack and a half. The playmakers made plays in this game to give us, give us that double. We got Angry Ken wants to say a few words, too. You got angry Ken raising his hand over it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm angry. 
Merry Christmas, by the way, everybody. Okay. Big so dog. let's take let's take all that positivism <laughs> what, what, out of what, what us. Did you see, okay. the, did you see yeah. the meter over there? It's not that angry today. All right. So mildly happy, but still heads about to explode. Here's why. I'm thinking about the Jets game. I'm thinking about that gift that the San Diego Chargers gave us and Cade York misses the field goal. <sighs> I'm thinking about we can play sometimes, but other times we don't show up. Our defense played a heck of a game. Uh, John Johnson, there, Denzel Ward, you said it. I predicted two turnovers. We got the turnovers. But now, we're, is it fool's gold, guys? Is it fool's gold? Because now people are saying maybe Joe Woods has it figured out. Defense is ready. I heard this last year, and then we came back with the same guys' problems. So now there's confusion. Yeah, I'm mildly happy. But my head's still about to explode. Well, I'm, I'm thinking it's Christmas week, my brother. Are we going to have to switch your name from Angry Can A.K. to the Grinch? <laughs> Guys, let's get into it with our opening drive. Grinch status and all. Okay. <laughs> Take control, Gab. Okay, because you talked about it a little bit, but the defense really did set the tone that first drive, stopping Baltimore on the fourth and one on the seven-yard line. How much does a big stop like that energize the team? Maybe we could start there with the defense. I got to start with that, and absolutely. And look, we've talked about this ironically last week, and then angry Ken's talking about the, uh, the Jets and the Falcons game. What do we talk about when you have that first drive and you're on the road? If you have a chance to drive down and score points, Yes, you want touchdowns, but even if you get a field goal, God, that gives you, as the visiting team, a little motivation and stuff. Well, here we are at home. The Baltimore Ravens had that same scenario play out for them. Um, they, they end up making that decision to go for it on fourth down. We stop them like that. Gab, you're so on point there that it, it neutralized their momentum, gave our fan base, our team, absolutely aggressive uh, confidence and stuff. And hats off to the defense because being able to stop them on fourth and one like that, John Johnson sticking his head up in there and, uh, and um, stopping that charge like that absolutely gave us that start start to the game that we wanted. Well, you know, that was huge. I mean, it was absolutely huge. You're exactly right. Uh, and, you know, I think we have to give Harbaugh a little credit for that, too. I mean, again, I talk about coaches. You guys hear me a lot. I talk about coaches can uh, outsmarting themselves. Uh, if you're going to go for it, and, and I'm with you 100% on the points. If, if I was there and I was coaching this that football team, I would put points on the board. But you got him. You got a guy, a running back, J.K. Dobbs, who's uh, who, who who we know can run the football. A little bit, a little bit banged up, but he can run the football. He still had 125 yards rushing. And what do they do? They turn around on that play. They give the ball to that fullback. Now, if you want to take the fullback and you want to lead Dobbins lead up, up, well, yeah. absolutely. I love leading the big dog in there with J.K. Dobbins behind that. I mean, so we want to pick on Kevin Stefanski at times this year. Right. Um, but if you look around the league, and my God, yesterday, we could go just a whole show <laughs> on what happened around the NFL yesterday in terms of blown games, crazy Crazy games, crazy endings, and bad coaching mistakes, bad coaching calls. That's uh, we are not immune to. We're it's just not a solo thing in Cleveland. It's just happening to us. There, there's stuff around the league that's happening to and, lots of teams. And Gab, you're right. That's a 
big, big lift for the football team, not just the uh, – uh, well, obviously it's a big lift for the defense because the defense stopped them, but the offense coming on the field too. That was big. Oh, yeah. And then if you want to talk about Denzel's interception, and um, that led to the Browns' best drive of the day. Deshaun led the team 91 yards down the field, capping it off with the touchdown to uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Well, you know what was important there too? Because when Denzel picked that ball off, Baltimore was down, threatening again, getting ready to try to put more points on the board. Right, and, and, let's, and let's just stick with that that play there and Denzel on that because, right, an interception in the red zone. Uh, Coach Don Schull used to call it the green zone, the money zone. <laughs> Inside the 10, picking the ball off on the 9, and then having that anticipation. And bluntly, the quicks, you know, to jump in front mm-hmm. to Sean Jackson like that and make that turnover. And I got to say for young receivers out there and for any receivers that were ever in my huddle, that there is a, there's 10 commandments that Moses brought down and gave to us. Okay. There's an 11th in route running. And that is thou shall always cross the face (laughs) of the defensive back on a slant. Okay. Especially in the red zone. I mean, that literally is a for Deshaun Jackson, a long-term double digit veteran in the NFL. That's a coward. That's a bad play right there. That death would be a better option for him. Well, I'm going to tell you. To the huddle I'm going to tell you that. something else happened in there, and, I'm, and I know That's you know. That's not the takeaway from Denzel. That was uh, awesome right. by him, but geez, right. But when you watch the uh, what happened was they was Sorry, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> God bless hey. me, Father, for I have sinned. I'll show up at confession. <laughs> BK, when you watch them, they were three wide. They were three wide out there, okay? And Deshaun Watson, you're exactly right. He was, uh, he was the widest out there. I think he was X or Z, whatever he was out there. And obviously there was a guy in the slot. What happened was the guy in the slot helped us out because normally what would happen is the guy in the slot had to come out, run his out, and try to brush that corner. Yeah, he, he, he did nothing. He, he did nothing. He just went up the nothing. field. He did nothing to nothing. disrupt the path right. of the outside corner. He would be second on my shit list, right. okay, <laughs> if that was me doing it because oh, he was – that's yeah. not a mortal sin, but that's a double venial <laughs> sin by home slice there, okay? And, and you Right with Deshaun, though. Uh, Guys, what you have to understand, and I'm angry can coming to you right after this, Deshaun have to keep co- – I'm not Deshaun. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, yeah, yeah he has he's to come keep, right he, down. He Even if he runs it. down, he, he slowed down. He didn't want to ha- initiate the contact, which you would get probably P.I. too yeah. on that if you keep running through yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what, guys? I've been a little bit down on playing Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sticking with Jacoby, but it looks like the game's slowing down. Statistically, you maybe not, you won't see how good a game that I think that was. But Bernie Hanford, it looks like he's controlling the offense. Uh, he's getting to the playmakers that that pass over to uh, uh, the chief, and then the the hurdle, which we've talked about in the past. Great play, and then comment on Jacoby coming in on that fourth and one, and. Coach Stefanski not outsmarting himself and doing what we thought should be done. Guys, comment on both those things. Okay, i got to jump on it. I was, I was uh, emotionally animated on that during the Battle of Ohio game. Um, when that game, the Battle of Ohio division game like that, playoffs at stake, division uh, is best possible. Um, I wouldn't have done that if I was the quarterback on that game of not wanting to leave the huddle. And I'm saying this in somewhat the spirit of levity, 
But again, 21 years, we haven't uh, we haven't had a playoff meaningful game at Christmas now for mostly this century and stuff. So with the season basically not um, with it basically being over, so when you're not able to, when you don't have the playoffs at stake like that, that I'm okay with it then doing it. But again, if I'm the if I'm the quarterback, I just don't like interchanging quarterbacks yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Not that if I'm the man like that. Well, I don't know what the purpose was. I mean, obviously when you look at uh, uh Brissett, he's a big kid. I mean, he, he he's he, he's like what 234 or something like oh, no, that. Oh, no, he's 260. But, but still, it, he, he is a better suited for no. the quarterback scene, no doubt about it. But there's just some and I'm just showing my age. I'm not saying I'm right, but this is the old school way of doing it. There was 11 guys that owned the huddle. You look to your one guy for that. But I do love that emotion of it. You could see that Deshaun and Jacoby are developing a brotherhood. The excitement that they showed for each other on that play on the field, I absolutely love that. I mean, I love seeing that camaraderie and that. And you can see on the sideline, Deshaun goes right to Jacoby, and they go over to plays together. So if they're developing that rapport and those two get into it from that standpoint, um, that's fine to do, but that that's not when your quarterback comes out of the game. That's that's not what you well, want to make a living. After on. we got the first down, I thought Deshaun was going to break his hand. You know, he was trying to give him a he was trying to give him a high five there. Yeah, I mean, if I yeah, do my yeah, left yeah, handed. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know what, guys? Again, I've got to say, I because I question was uh, Coach Woods and Coach Stefanski losing the locker room, but those players are playing hard, and you know, defense showed up. Uh, offense showed up. They, we didn't outsmart ourselves. Hanford, the players are playing. Do you do you agree with that? Yeah. Well, I was getting ready to laugh. Let's just say they played Saturday. Okay. Let's say they showed up Saturday. Okay. We still have a few more weeks to go before we uh, would jump on that bandwagon. But you're 100 right. They they were all in. They came out and they played stream. I tell you another guy on uh, defense. I'm going to give a lot of credit to. Uh, I thought he came out. I thought he played uh, extremely well. I thought he played hard. Talking about number 22, uh, Grant Deffitt. I, I, this kid, man, I tell you, he was all over the field, Bernie. I mean, he was all over the field yesterday. Yeah, you know what it, uh, I think with, with him that's showing up too is as the season's going on, um, typically us players, uh, our injuries take place and we slow down a little bit. I actually see him, to your point, showing up more. Yeah. Like making faster plays, yeah. making more dynamic um, mm. plays with his speed and, and athleticism. And I actually was told myself, I wrote down a little note that it almost looks like from the mental side of it, he knows what he's doing more. So he feels confident and he's kind of letting his athleticism take over. Because, you know, when, um, when we think too much out there, that sometimes slows us down a step or two. Guys, I tell you what, but it was just exciting. I'm still, uh, I'm still smiling, Gab. I'm still smiling about yesterday. Good. I mean Saturday. I said you know, so <laughs> all my mind. Yeah. It was a rare uh, Sunday victory. So victory Sunday. How about how encouraging it is to see Deshaun get some chemistry with Peoples Jones? He actually, well, Deshaun completed passes to like eight different Browns, but it was uh, Jones who who caught all four targets, the thirty-one yards and a touchdown. How nice is it to see some of that chemistry come into life? Yeah, it's it's beautiful to see that chemistry and the synergy that. Um, the offense is having and the playmaking with Deshaun and Donovan Peoples-Jones, it's absolutely apparent both in the um, in each of the uh, the few three games that they've played together now. I really like this scheme on the touchdown pass. Um, it was really a three-on-two coverage, but to do it 
what appeared to be a two-back looking yeah. formation yeah. where Donovan Peoples-Jones was yeah. the running back in the backfield in that cover four defense where they really had him double team, but because he's a wide receiver, the, the middle linebacker um, didn't anticipate him running the coming back on that return route. Well, and did you see uh, Humphreys? I mean, he was all upset because it was, it was exactly because of what you just said it didn't happen, that he was all upset. But you're exactly right. It was just a great, great play. But he, he is starting to have rapport with all of his wide receivers. And I was going to ask you guys, this guy Michael Woods, I mean, who are some of these receivers that was out there yesterday making plays well, that you can? And, and uh, Daniel Baldwin had two catches, yeah. 25. Five yards. Yeah. And I, God, we're going to sound like we're uh, <laughs> uh, front office suck ups here, but that is the like a Daniel Baldwin and stuff, a guy who's got his first two catches. He was an uh, undrafted free agent on the practice squad all year. That is the truest sense of wanting to develop guys. You know, here's an, for us Ohio State guys here, um, a, a Michigan guy, but for him to be able to come in learn as an undrafted guy and now at this time of the year evolve to where he could show up on the field and make plays at 6-2 helps out. Hey, Bernie, talk for a moment on the practice squad because I don't think a lot of people realize you're really practicing every day with the players and it's just you're not dressing for the game. It's not like minor league baseball. You're really part of the team. Talk about that because they are developing these guys. Yeah, there's a, a whole developmental process. And look, we talk so much about the injuries through the course of the year and who's playing, who's not playing. And how do guys come in and then during the course of the week fill in for the guys who have been starting and stuff? Typically, teams have about, you know, when we played, we started in our careers, you and yeah. me, where there was nobody yeah. on there. Right. Then about halfway through it, we ended up having maybe five or six yeah. guys on it. Now they got about a dozen about a dozen guys on on the team that are practice squad players. And that's kind of a poor phrase. Great, great point there, Ken, is... Um, it's their practice squad, but they really can be called up on game day morning. And it really elevates the quality of play because it, when you and me were doing this and we got hurt and stuff, we sometimes we were forcing ourselves to go out there yeah. when we shouldn't yeah. have, or we were having guys come in that weren't qualified. And didn't, didn't know, know what the, yeah. Now these young kids, now they know what they're doing, but on top of that, they're working on their craft and an undrafted guy like Daniel Baldwin that wasn't ready to play an NFL game in September here we find ourselves midway through to the end of December, and he is able to go out and make plays on at an NFL level and play winning football against a team that should be in the playoffs, the Baltimore Ravens. And you know what? I was laughing yesterday watching some of these guys go out there and perform, and you know, you can imagine some of the fans say, who in the hell are these guys? Where did they come from? But again, you guys hit it right on the head. It's from that uh, practice squad, and what they do is, and nine out of ten times when you're uh, in practice, the team that we're playing – that particular week, one of those guys are pretty much, um, uh, you know, have it's the same type, like same type of speed as a wide receiver or whoever we're playing against. So I tell you what, you could tell it is turning out. These guys are working; it's working out pretty good for them. Hey guys, real quick, what about it was a weird special teams day? Both um, don't say it. I know. I was gonna. I was gonna <laughs> say each team did miss two field goals. Do you want to comment on Cade York? What are your thoughts this yeah, week? I, yeah, I do. I, yeah. I think it was super unrealistic yeah. early in the year to put that massive amount of pressure, pressure, expectation on him. And look at Justin Tucker. I, I mean, we love him. Unfortunately, he's a, one of the, the best kickers yeah. that there is. 
And I, I could go into it, and Gab, I know we got a lot of things to go on, and he said real quick and stuff, and this will be way too long, a <laughs> explanation on the wind and stuff. That wind is torture down there. It'll be worse this, this upcoming Saturday. It was bad this past Saturday, and there's multiple levels where it blows and stuff. But the field's on a landfill, so both kickers, you know, this is, a, this is not the easiest place for kickers to, to get into and win. Justin Tucker has problems. You know, uh, the rest of us mere mortals will have problems. But, guys, I got to say this. Watching the warm-ups, Justin Tucker came out. And this is interesting, and I want you guys to comment on this too. Justin Tucker, all pro, maybe one of the best kickers of all time, comes out, he wears his helmet on his practice kicks, and he has his holder hold the ball. And he just drilled 30, 30, 35, 40-yard kicks over and over and over again. Then he told his holder – is amazing. Turn the ball. It was almost like he was practicing if it wasn't a perfect hold on how he was going to kick it. Then you look at Cade York. He's out there without a helmet, and he's got the tee, no holder, and he kicked a few and then was just booming long kicks, you know, trying to get a, uh, the crowd reaction. Well, well if, hey. if I was, I would say this, if I was Cade York and I saw what Justin Tucker was doing, I would have really got my helmet because you talking about a guy that is a Hall of Fame kicker and by far is uh, at the top of the line as one of the best kickers in the world. But very that's that was very yesterday what happened to Justin Tucker. It's very uncharacteristic. Bernie, you know he don't yeah. miss. No, he doesn't miss. I mean, but I, I I love I I know that Justin Tucker wears his helmet all the time when he kicks the ball. And not about me, but I always wear this helmet when I throw a football and stuff in, especially in warm-ups. I want my shoulder pads on. I want my helmet on because how I throw is I, I want it exactly to feel the same. See, that's part of we and we've talked about it through the course of the year, and it's not a promotion to bring us around and stuff. I was talking with people on the field on Saturday before the game, and I'm like, I'm talking Chinese trying to explain the wind to people within the organization as to how it affects it. And it's 2022, and I've yet to talk to a quarterback that's been here this century that could throw a fade down the left sidelines that understands what the uh, the wind direction and the swirling is going to do to it. So it really is amazing that we have these type of issues still going on. And they're going to continue because we really don't understand what's going on there. So, guys, this is where I just think the players today are very different than old school guys. I got to hear what you're saying, man. What's going on in that big dog head, that top dog head? You know what I'm laughing at? Bertie, Bertie says, you know, he always wears his helmet. I said, bullshit. No, no, you guys used to yell at me. I used to have my guys. Hey, he comes out there. He has his cassette player. You know, the day they have the uh, iPods and all that shit. You know, Bertie had a cassette player he would bring out there. No. I know I did. In the bus, I had that. Yeah. Look, the kids don't even know. Gab, what the hell is a cassette player? Yeah, exactly. No, no. But, but, you drew, though. I had it. And actually, the linemen and guys would get mad. Oh, we were making those. We were helmet and shoulder pads. Hey, I believe Bernie. I remember before a game, when I saw him on the highway. He was in his shoulder pads and helmet in his car, walking through the parking lot. Well, that's because of how I drove. You know what? When he was saying that, I was just, I don't know, for some reason, I just started laughing, and I had to just throw that in whether it was true or not. You know? But you know what? Well, the facts get in the way of a good story here. So, huh? guys, Cade York, go practice every single day this week in that stadium. Because I heard afterwards. No, it's interesting you're saying that, because I did not know that he does it like that. 
I actually can't fathom it, and I'm trying to make excuses for him. I know the punter sometimes hold, holds for him, so maybe he's busy in pregame warm-ups. Dude, you guys need to change that. You need absolutely. to change that. You do. And how you kick during the game exactly. is absolutely how you practice all the time. I watched the... the God, it's, uh, the nonchalantness of how you're articulating that, it almost reminded me of, God, I watched Zach Wilson from the yeah. Jets throwing some balls yesterday where they just kind of, like, it's, like, we're cool, like, it's, like, we're out yeah. on the beach doing right. that. No, this is life or death. Everything has a purpose. And you could tell right. there's something going on in his head. I mean, there's something going on in Kay Yark's head because, uh, I mean, here's a guy, I mean, obviously got, what, fourth-round draft pick I think we uh, spent on him. And you know, hardly ever do you draft one of those guys uh, in the draft, but he's got to get his shit together. Well, I yeah, but, but I tell you, something's going on in his head. And I'm not, this isn't a shot at him. This, this is maybe a shot at everybody that tries to help him. Is we we don't understand the wind down there. Yeah. So if you don't understand the multiple levels, the way it blows the opposite direction when it's below the cross, when it's below the goalpost, you know when it blows you, another way above the goalpost. You know post. what you were getting paid to do? To understand the wind when you throw it, right? Yeah. What are we paying K York to do? Understand it when he have to kick that damn ball. He's got one goddamn job to do. Excuse the language, and that is to kick the ball. And he better start kicking. We have five hundred employees and coaches. I know, I know, but you know what? So I heard them saying afterwards, "Hey, it's one thing over in Berea. It's very different on game day." Cade. Go to the stadium. You live in Cleveland. He should be practicing there every day this oh, there's, week. Absolutely. There's there's actually zero assimilation to it, kicking in Berea and, and compared to kicking in First Energy Stadium. And Kieran, what's no, the weather next no week? What's the weather going to be next we week? We were going to talk about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Windier. Yeah. 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 But, oh, but I, hey, I'll hold for him. I'll go hold. I, call me up. I'll yeah. go in the stadium for <laughs> hours and we will practice. Yeah, but you're not holding during the game. So that don't even count. Well, maybe. I should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this might be a this might be a good time to look ahead. Wait, you're now. signed through the whole rest of the year, bro. You're busy. <laughs> because now that we are talking about the weather and and looking ahead at what it's going to be um, downtown, let's let's do that. Let's preview a little bit of what we have coming. The Saints have only scored 17 plus points in two of their last six games. Um, obviously, they've been struggling coming to town. They they won yesterday, but. What do you guys think? Uh, weather could be an issue again. What do we need to do? I don't want to be a smart aleck here on Christmas week. I think weather is absolutely an issue this week. The blizzard, the 40 to 50 mile an hour wind. Yeah. It makes me happy to be retired from my passing stats from that <laughs> standpoint of it. You know, I really want to see um, the last few weeks of the year. I've really wanted to see um, – Deshaun in the offense and throwing the ball and getting down the field, maybe spreading it out a little bit. Some of the things we haven't done so that we see him in the running game and we see him in the play action game. And then we also see him in that spread yeah. kind of more wide open attack. Um, this is, you know, so that we could decide what to do in the, in the off season and for next season. All that being said though, this is absolutely not the week to see the latter side of that from a throwing game. This will, this will be a disaster from from a weather perspective. What you talking about those uh, Saints? You know what I wish, Gab, Bernie, everybody. I wish that we were in their division. I mean, when you look at that division, man, you got 
the Bucks are still lead, leading the division at six and eight, and I think everybody else is five and nine. Five and, and nine. nine. Can yeah. you believe that? Yeah, I, I I have to get out my algorithms here, but it's this: <laughs> they're one game back. Everybody's five and nine, yet they're uh, they got a four hundred. They're a four percent chance to make the playoffs. We're still less than one and stuff. Hey, there was an interesting. We talked about this last week. When the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers play, the winning team tends to lose the next week. That was one of the reasons we picked uh, the Browns the, to beat the Ravens mm -hmm. this past week. We had uh, a massively physical game there, that 13-3 uh, win. Uh. Um, when the Browns played the Ravens like we did, and we had that physical game. Also, the New Orleans Saints, because they're struggling, Andy Dalton's their quarterback, they used Taysom Hill yeah. a lot. They actually, Dennis Allen, their head coach, they actually try to win games the same way that we are trying to win games with Jacoby Brissett in that tough physical game. We're coming off a tough physical game. They still have playoff aspirations of a possible division championship. And um, um, sometimes when you travel on holiday weekends, um, it, you could stay more focused, and sometimes the home team on holiday weekends a, gets sidetracked, loses their focus. Yeah, I'm family, actually concerned friends, about yeah, us and yeah. stuff because we feel good about ourselves. We won a game. We showed we're physical. We beat we beat our uh, rivaled Ravens. Uh, now the lowly supposed Saints are coming to town. They're five and nine. Yeah, Andy Dalton, they thought retired three years ago. This is a very dangerous. If, yeah. if this is a dangerous game um, for us, if if we had a um, um, from the win and loss perspective, if I actually cared about the results because we don't have playoff aspirations, you know, when we played yeah. uh, yeah. by this time of year, it'd be suicidal that the game doesn't matter. From and, the playoffs and, and, and that's why I mentioned it because those guys, uh, you're right. They still have something to play with, L play for looking in that division. And you talked about that quarter. Well, he, I don't know what the hell he plays. Uh, Taysom Hill, number seven. Uh, he plays a little bit of everything. And did you see that 68 yard touchdown pass he threw? Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's actually listed for the first time this year as a tight end. <laughs> I love the way. Yeah, I did see the throw. I actually, I love the way he plays. And that's actually what was the impetus for me to start yeah. my long-winded dialogue on the <laughs> physicalness of it. You know, Andy Dalton. They won a game last uh, last uh, last week. Eleven for seventeen. 151 yards, Taysom Hill. They don't, they, they don't throw the ball 20 times a game. They're trying to run the ball. And Taysom Hill, um, when he comes in, he's the, he's the only NFL player to have 10 touchdown passes, 10 rushing touchdowns, and 10 uh, receiving touchdown catches. I mean, the guy's amazing, but they're not throwing the ball more than 20 times a game. They're going to play the type of offense that we were suggesting we should have been playing when Jacoby was here with that tough physical running game, and he's massively creative and a playmaker. It's going to be interesting on the lakefront. Little and cold, unfortunately, with little terrible windy. weather, yeah. and top dog for yeah. that. Terrible weather, the running game, the creative type plays, the Taysom Hill type of bootlegs and stuff, um, unfortunately come more into play with, the, with their good backer, Alvin Kamara. Uh, this might be a question people have. Um, do you think Woods can save his job with a few more good games down the stretch? The defense has looked pretty good. What do you think? I think he can. Um, 
you know, it, it, but it, I thought earlier it was going to come down to Stefanski or Woods. I thought they were going to put the pressure on Stefanski to get rid of uh, Joe Woods. But the way those guys are starting to come turn around and they're starting to play, Bertie, I kind of see him uh, maybe uh, sticking around a little bit because uh, – but. Some of the stuff, though, that they say on those defensive coaches, let me give you an example. I think last week they asked one of the uh, uh, the pass coordinators about, uh, uh, they say because uh, Hurst, Hurst was out of the game, because Boyd was out of the game, because Higgins was out of the game, and we only had Chase to uh, cover why didn't we uh, double and, and double put more guys? And keep the other guys one-on-one. <laughs> and, on one. and that crazy answer, I was like. Yeah, matter of fact, since, <laughs> I was I, like, since you brought that up, <laughs> that, may, that may actually put me in a little change right. mode is what I was going to say and stuff. So that's, that's absolutely the 12th mortal sin right yes. there. That's a 12th yes. commandment right there. You, you really should be able to adjust and – the Cincinnati Bengal game from the Monday night here in Cleveland right. was not the same type of uh, Bengal team that we played in the Battle of Ohio there at, yeah. I still call it Riverfront Stadium. Yeah. That's how damn old I am. But, <laughs> yeah, they only had Chase there without Boyd and Higgins uh, in the game. That's a lot. That's a hell of a lot different. And Hurts, their yeah. tight end. He was out too. So, But, uh, but yeah, to answer your question, um, I think they still may be looking for, uh, you know, someone to pin all this stuff everything that's happened this year, but I think he could save his job. Yeah, and, and just to chime into that, and I'm not the Joe Woods um, marketing rep apologist. Um, um, I like him, though, as, as a guy and a coach, is that um, from a personnel standpoint, there's a personnel um, matchup that needs to go, and one of the things that's really clear is we're just not big enough yeah. up front. So sometimes without the, the scheme is irrelevant, when you're just not big enough, like some of those other teams are, that we, yes. you know, that we see stopping the run, and not just up front, the linebackers too, uh, the linebackers yeah, because uh, you know, I, I guarantee you, listen to some of the things they said about uh, JOK. They're not happy with uh, his uh, his play this year, and and some of that's got to do with his size. I mean, he's he's just he's a very quick guy, but very small guy. But you're exactly right. When yeah, you, and but. And I played with some really good middle linebackers and stuff, and I'm a, a potential Hall of Famer in, like, Zach Thomas. Okay, Larry Izzo. These are – I'm going to show my age here. But Zach is a semifinalist perennially lately mm -hmm. for Hall of Fame mm -hmm. and stuff. Zach was massively undersized and stuff. And what you do when you have issues like that is um, – you need big defensive tackles. Yeah. Keep and them most, off you. Keep them most, off you. Yeah. yeah, and when you're able to flow and use that awesome speed and leverage yeah. that guys like JOK, yeah. Zach Thomas, those yeah. guys have. Yeah, because see what those big defensive linemen do. They keep them off of those linebackers, and that way they can flow and use their speed and go to uh, the ball carrier. And even though you complain because yeah. you didn't like the pass <laughs> rush, the – Bob Golick would be there at nose tag, and he just grabbed the garden center, and they were not getting off into the backer and stuff. He would manhandle two of them, and that allowed that allowed linebackers to but, shoot gaps and flow. Well, that's a name from the past, yeah. Bob Golick. <laughs> <laughs> Big okay. Bob. Go Bob. Bob, a little shout out. We ask it every week, but what do we need to see from Deshaun Christmas Eve? Well, what we saw with him, what we saw with him this past Saturday, and his leadership of that, 
We had no turnovers. It wasn't. It, it wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst weather we're ever going to see, and we're probably going to see it worse this Saturday. But it wasn't. It, it wasn't like playing in the dome. We had no turnovers. They had a couple of them. That that is the difference. If okay, if this was a playoff type season, if we weren't for the twenty first year not having really playoff ramifications, the thing he needs to do is do what just what he did yeah. this past Saturday. Yeah. Now. Winning games right now, I, you'd rather win them than lose them, but I know so many people are talking about getting them ready for next year. God, I really want to throw up yeah. on those type of thinking like yeah. that. I mean, this this is the pros. This isn't a, we'll worry about next year, yeah. next no, year. No, no, no. Okay, this is about winning now. And, again, holiday season. I want it's Christmas week. I want to be so festive, but yeah. damn it. We're going to be home for Christmas, another meaningless Christmas game, no playoffs. And, and you could tell he's really starting to get a grasp on this offense, I mean, on, on, on everything, because uh, I see him drop back and, and uh, like one particular play, I remember when it just wasn't there, when he shot, ran right up the middle uh, for about 20 yards. Uh, he's starting to use his legs, but also what I like about him burning. Yeah, use his legs yeah. when he needs to yeah. use his legs. And he just could, not use his and legs because it's all chaotic. Right. Out there. It's right. hey, just in three weeks, it's slowed down a little bit yeah. for us. And nice. he, he can throw too on the run. That's what I like about it. He's got a powerful arm. So how about playing NFC teams? Because the way the NFL schedules are made, you only play each NFC team once every four years. What's it like facing a team that you don't see very often? Well, it's not any different. I mean, obviously, because what we're gonna do is we're gonna compile a lot of film on whoever we're playing. Uh, each and every week. Uh, obviously, we don't. They're not like a team in our division where we see at least uh, twice uh, every, uh, you know, twice a year. But uh, normally we run into them. But the most important time we run into them, hopefully, is uh, in the uh, Super Bowl where we go and we go against them. Yeah, I love when I when I play teams. I know it's it's easy. You have a kind of a dossier of things you like to do. Uh, when you play teams you don't know, I typically have already had a kind of a dossier yeah. of plays and stuff yeah. of things that the coaches, in particular the coaches like to do against you. So um, the, at that point in my life, my CTE wasn't bothering me, so I can remember yeah. all the stuff I used to do against the teams and stuff. And I actually loved when I played against a team, an NFC team who I don't play a lot against, because I would absolutely change up my last three games, I would switch up my motions, my personnel groups, because NFL teams, they go back three games and they break down every first and 10, second, yeah. seven plus, yeah. third down, every segment of the field is broken down for the previous three games. So I know we're looking at it. You know I'm looking at it from your stuff. So I will go and see what I did. I will see what my tendencies were. I will see what I was successful with and I'm going to change that or I'm going to alter it so that it looks different so he's just not so aviazo bro oh, what he's going to try to do you. he's going to try to disguise it you know so we don't it. know what he's doing but you right. know we're we're on to that defense and, you know? and I'm going to see what the, what you That's did right. good against right. me because That's I know right. you're going to say hey he he did shitty against this I got to try it so you're going to give it a shot but I got to say this about NFC teams uh we, how many would you say we played? Because we played a lot of them every year on the schedule. How many would you say? About seven? Uh, not that many. No, I don't think it was that not many. Not that many. But it was probably five or six. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to switch gears a little bit here. Uh, we talked about the, the typical 
big play boxing event that we uh, are you pre are you pre dressing for the uh, the, the blizzard this week? I can't. Do you can't. shake down like Santa? I, angry, okay, angry can. <laughs> can I ask you a question before we yeah, uh, ahead, uh, before ahead. we get that? I want to ask you: Did you see yesterday? Indy went up thirty three to zip at halftime. And lost that game. What did Patrick Peterson say? <laughs> hey, we're gonna get him, man. All you need is five scores, Kurt. <laughs> Just <laughs> five TDs, my brother. Really, he really said that, right? Yeah, he played he did in. Say that, yeah. And he was serious. And they did it. And he was serious. I think he was serious. That's what's awesome. Yeah, I yeah. really yeah, was he's awesome. high. He's moved high up on right. my <laughs> but, love list. But yeah. I'll tell you what beats that. How would you like to be at Bill Belichick's oh, locker room after that my. game yesterday with the for those of you that didn't see it? They were all they had to do is just run out the clock. For and go those to you didn't see it, you must live in a coffin, okay? And you're not an NFL <laughs> they were just, fan. They were just going to run out the, the clock and go to overtime, and the guy sweeps around the right end. This is the Patriots hey, against the Raiders. Hey, kid, I can't say what Bill was probably thinking. Oh. You know, I can't. I got, uh, well, I'm I'm trying to think <laughs> well, what Mac, Mac Jones is thinking, man. man home slice is saying, oh right, my god, right. the whole rest of my life, this dog is going to. Go go look up the play, but the running back goes around, then he laterals yeah. it, and then the guy, I don't know what that guy was thinking, he throws across the field back to Jones, but it gets picked off by the Raiders, they run it in for one of the most improbable TDs. As a Browns fan, I thought I saw everything. I can't imagine what, except for the Patriots have won how many Super Bowls, I don't care. You wallow in it, I've never been to a Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, let's let's turn our attention to the big play boxing event that we had uh, last Friday. We've talked about Typico Sportsbook and all the really cool things that we're doing as we head into the new year of sports betting in Ohio. January 1st, it all starts. We've got some really neat things that we're going to be doing with the very first bet in the state of Ohio. Stay tuned for more details on that. But let's take a look at some of the pictures that we had from the boxing event uh, last Friday because it was really cool here. And I think, Bernie, this wait, is wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. You're showing these <laughs> pictures of the first two fights, okay? And uh, I'm actually wearing my spray with Oh, the great uh, boom, Ray Boom Boom, boom, boom Mancini. Boom, boom. Zone. Thanks, Ray, for boom, coming boom. on. One of our judges uh, Friday night, he was... It was awesome seeing him. I don't want. I I didn't want to make him feel old, but as a high school kid yeah. in Youngstown, going through what was happening in the '70s with mm -hmm. the steel mills yeah, closing yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. Ray Mancini was one of the first guys to kind of make it to be lightweight champion of the world. Um, so us Youngstown kids all looked up to him. I said that to him the great other day guy. as a senior citizen myself. Now he's a so I think great I really guy. made him feel great old. Guy. Hey, and actually too, I was I wanted to say this now is uh, it's a little bit of a shout out, but. Man, these guys, they take shots. I know we got the CT. We got the injuries there. Um, and I had my friends from QC Kinetics, and I also I got my, my spray relief. And, you know, I saw, like, some of the injuries that these guys are having. I know what we're going through. And yeah. this is with the holiday season. I wanted to start this off with this. I started my non-narcotic um, journey of holistic wellness, mm -hmm. and I saw some of these guys getting hit the other day and how young they are mm -hmm. and, the, and what they go through and stuff and what we're going through. I know it's the holiday week, and we've talked a lot on this show that we're going to talk about the health and wellness and some of the things that I've done and we do to yeah. get ourselves yeah. healthy or at least stay, stay decently vibrant and stuff. Um, 
Um, there's so much cool stuff's been happening uh, during the season mm -hmm. that we want to stick with the football stuff. But in our offseason, I think we'll get a little time to do more of this. But, man, these guys, they oh. took a beating. The first two fights, Big Dave, man, these, they wiped They those. were both over in 20 seconds. Oh, one guy yeah. broke his rib. Got his rib broken. Oh, it was brutal. We had a brutal knockout after that. Yeah. It was but, a, a crazy night of fighting. So, yeah, get him some spray relief, yeah. Bernie. What was so great, though, was the, the celebrities were out. There was so much fun. And uh, yeah, representing the Big Play Network, I just have to say, it was a lot of fun. I appreciate all the fans. They wanted to come up and take a picture. But it wasn't so much that they wanted to take a picture with me and uh, Hanford's fur coat, although <laughs> my wife's name's on the inside and Hanford's name's on the other side. We'll have to talk about that after the show. I'm not sure what that's all about. But if you could see this pendant, and I got to tell the story behind the uh, big play pendant, that is the most awesome piece of jewelry. I like it. And let me tell you how this came about. So we were thinking about what could we do, uh, make a big splash for the big play network. And uh, I contacted a guy by the name of Josh Bookman, Bookman and Sons. So you, uh, you, maybe if you heard about him on the radio and I walked in the store, I met Josh and uh, the gal that worked there, Nicole, it was like we were friends for life. And I told him what we wanted to do. And this is what they came up with. And it, literally a matter of days. And this is not a paid endorsement. I'm just saying you're looking for some jewelry this holiday season. Guys want to get something for that special gal or whoever in your life. You go in there, Josh and Nicole will work with you. Custom jewelry, rings, whatever you need. Over at 8803 Brexville Road, Brexville, 440-546-9999, bookmanandsons.com. As a matter of fact. Hey, look at that I, man. That I, man is good at this. Hey, oh, man. my God. I'm so, I, want, I was so impressed. Board, I think we had Ted Crow, our artist, come up with something. Uh, if we could pop this picture up here, because this was just. Uh, oh. Uh, that's Josh in the background. Oh. And uh, I love that uh, Ted does these things. I'm not sure who he has wearing the, the chain, because I don't think that looks like me at all. I does. I think it's you. I, th I think it's you, Ken. Yeah, I think so, my man. And, and, and since we're talking about Ted, I forgot to bring up, uh, he did a great piece of work on uh, Deshaun Watson sending that that horrible Raven back. Let's take a look at this one for a minute, because uh, that Raven's in the cage, Ozzy. Oh. Uh, Deshaun, uh, our guys, send that Raven back to Baltimore. Get that crow out of here. Uh, great job, Ted. Great job, Ted Crow. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the betting. We're on a hot streak, as we said. One of the cool things about Tipico, in fact, we're going to have more of those boxing events next year. And what's so neat about these boxing events and what we can do at Tipico in betting, betting in the state of Ohio will actually allow, typical will allow you to come to the boxing event and bet on the boxing matches live in real time. Very cool. And another feature of the typical sports app is that you have in-game parlays, in-game bets. We can create our own bets. We're going to have the Hanford big bet, the Bernie big bet. Again, on next week's show, we're going to be talking about the very first bet in the state of Ohio and how you as our fans are going to be able to be part of it. Typico is going to give you some incredible incentives for being part of that bet. You're going to have some very cool memorabilia, more details to follow. But let's get into it, guys. Our single star of this week, San Diego Chargers, minus three at the Colts. And we're going to bet on teams that actually uh, have playoff implications for the Browns. So, uh, Hanford, what do you think? Chargers minus three 
and yeah. the Colts. I can tell you this: I'm not betting on the. I'm not going with the Colts. You know, I, I, you know, I want to, but to my heart, you know, the Chargers are still kind of. They're playing a lot better now uh, these days. So I'm Birdie. I'm I'm going Chargers. Yeah, I, I'm actually thinking of my doctors at QC Kinetics who were at the boxing match the other day. We need to get them to get some health yeah. and wellness that's been saving my life and stuff. Okay, Jeff Saturday, yeah. I love you, my oh, brother. Man. Okay, but you're it's it's challenging. It's painful to watch that happen to anybody like that. Um, and also, too, you see this this time of year. The teams that have the playoff um, aspirations, the teams that need to win – um, the LA Chargers, they need to win yeah. this game. You, yeah. you can't pick the Colts right no. now. Yeah, uh, I, I'm with you all the way on that. Let's go to our three star. You talk about teams with playoff implications. This is a big one. Bengals minus three and a half at the Patriots. Who knows how the Patriots come out? But you watched Joey Burrow yesterday, that kid against Tampa Bay. Uh, what do you think? I tell you what, I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to flip on this one because. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Bill Belichick and his uh, – Bengals are playing well. I mean, Joe Burrow and, and company, they're playing extremely well. But I think coming off that loss, the way they lost last week, a game that they really needed. They needed that game. And I think Bill Belichick is going to have that defense. He's going to have that offense. He's going to have those guys ready to play. So I'm going to go with the uh, Patriots on this one. Man, top dog. <laughs> you know what? You know I love Joe Burrow. As I'm on that crusade. It's the model of consistency. Yeah. I love the team. I think the Bengals are starting to peak. Uh, they got the monster in the middle of the nose tackle, stopping teams running the ball now. They got everything hitting on all cylinders. I, I can't believe I completely concur with yeah. you. I mean, with, with Bill Belichick and the sickness that happened from that oh. flight back from Vegas to, to New England and stuff, and for him to be a three-and-a-half-point dog at home, um, and, and his life is on the line. His team knows yeah. that they are not, they're probably not going to the playoffs. They're for sure not going to the playoffs if they lose this game. And unlike here, hell, freeze, <laughs> hell will, be pay, will be the payment price. There will be people fired, uh, players, coaches, yeah. front office. Yeah. Even if they win, he whacks yeah. people. Yeah. You know? and, and, and actually, too, that brought up a point. I was thinking this the other day. You know, Bill Parcells, the great Bill Parcells, who was the mentor for uh, Bill Belichick and stuff. You know, those guys, they have a philosophical belief that when when things are going good, you never feel comfortable. I remember Bill, uh, Bill Parcells took over the Dolphins after they were 1-15. They went and won the division the next year, a 17-week season with a bye. 16, weeks in a, uh, 16 of the 17 weeks, he cut somebody on Monday. They used to cut people post-wins. <laughs> Never right. get happy. There was no talking on that plane going home. I'm sure that was sickening. All right, let's go to our five-star. This is If a, you wanted to be around for Christmas right. week, that's yeah, right. there, there, that's absolutely. There, there's no yeah. celebrating post an L on, with certain organizations. <laughs> five-star, Jacksonville Jaguars plus one at the Jets. Ooh, you want to take that one first? So this is at the Jets, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I'm going to say from watching this game, who plays quarterback for the Jets makes me decide on that because I'm, I don't want to get into like being negative and stuff for, for, for just throwing shots for levity. But the Zach Wilson, some, the way he, he can make massively awesome, inspiring plays, but he just doesn't have that focus all the time. Trevor Lawrence is, and Doug, Dougie Fresh Peterson, one of my old quarterbacks, 
uh, with the Dolphins. I, I like the way they're playing right now. I do too. Uh, you know, I tell you what, Trevor's throwing it now. He's zipping it. He's filling it. His, he feels uh, it, and he he's and it. he's got uh, everybody around him. They're starting to feel it. All those wide receivers, but uh, I'm going to go with the Jaguars too. I think they'll. Uh, so here's what's interesting. You see that play that he made yesterday. He swung around the right and whipped that ball like uh, 30 yards uh, down. And I love the way he's playing. But guys, it's going to be terrible weather in New York. And you got Jacksonville traveling up into New York. Interesting. I can't go with the Jets. I'm going with the Jaguars. But before we end this segment, I want you guys to comment because we've talked about the Miami Dolphins, and you talked about what it's like going and playing in Buffalo. And did you see that snowstorm that, uh, before the game? The, now, the weather didn't get that bad till the end, but I love the way that game went. Well, I gotta, this may be too long-winded for that, but as we're talking about typical and sports betting and stuff and then media and marketing and stuff, they, they played up the whole week. It's going to be horrible. It's a blizzard. Actually, an hour, two, three before the game, so at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock on Saturday, they're showing snow plows and, you know, uh, taking, you know, a, a foot of snow from the field and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. blizzard, windy conditions. It was three-mile-an-hour winds in, in um, Orchard Park. Three mile an hour winds, no, almost no snow. That's like utopia. You, I would want to die and go to heaven. Those are optimal throwing conditions. So from the sports betting perspective and the media, they, they got duped on that. That yeah. was actually nice offensive conditions Saturday night um, for, for the Dolphins. And that's why you saw 60-some points in that game. But I got to love those those. Hey, Buffalo. and by the way, in our game, so we were kicking. Cade York kicked good. He made his first couple kicks in our game the other day. He was uh, Him and Justin Tucker were kicking good in pregame warm-ups. Um, at 4.30 to about 6 o'clock, <laughs> 6.30 on Saturday night, the weather was actually really nice in Cleveland, too. It started sucking at about 6.30 to about 7.30 when it started the when it got dark and stuff, it got really windier at that point. Too. What I was going to say is I love those Buffalo fans. Did you see them throwing snowballs? That's old school Cleveland okay, Browns so dog. I was, you got, you got to start AK, him again. Okay. Okay. I was, I was done the way over and I'm thinking old school and top dog. I don't know how I want to answer this, knowing that we are probably going to have a blizzard. We're looking at six to 12 possible inches of snow over the weekend. God, fans, don't do this. But, boy, I did love the and <laughs> oh, I love it. I loved it. But don't throw it out there. They are ice balls. They damn well hurt. Um, you could get in trouble. Um, they have cameras that could figure out everything and stuff. But I'm an old guy, and from those old school days, I'm not ready to do that stuff anymore. But I, that brought <laughs> a lot of adrenaline to the stadium. Hey, you ever get hit and by man, a snowball? Hey, and I was in the yes. game. We were in hey. the game where we had to switch – Switch sidelines. They were pelting the yeah, uh, the yeah. Broncos and Elway so bad with dog bones that we had to we went uh, they they couldn't go towards the dog pound. 
Come on, Gab. Well, I'll tell you what. That's going to wrap up the betting segment. Just again, great job, you guys. Wait, was there a bet? Did we have a bet with Angry Ken? Is the, the snowballs are going to be thrown and stuff? Is that <laughs> yeah. what typical oh, yeah. that? Over All under right. how many oh, wait, we're not. Uh, we don't want a bottle gate. I was at that thing nah. close to the field. Almost hey, like, I'm old school. Do what you got to do. It's the dog pound. Right. Those Saints play in a dome. They don't know what it's like to come in here. I want horrible conditions. and I don't. In fact, I want those heaters to malfunction on their side yeah, of the set. That would be nice. That used to happen, too, over nice. at that old stadium. Make it miserable for them. Throw snowballs. Anybody gets a problem, you call. I'll help you with the, whatever the ramifications are. We got to win that. But on a happy note, everybody, uh, again, Josh Bookman, thank you for the wonderful pendant. It's been great this year. Everybody have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays. And I'll see you all back after the uh, Christmas uh, game next week. Over to you, Gab, to wrap things up. All right, we got our two-minute warning ahead of us, and I'll let you guys take it away. Speaking of Bottlegate, we celebrated that anniversary on Friday, what, over 20 years since then. Also, just want to throw it out there, Cavs won Friday, Saturday, so it really was a good victory Monday for us. Here's our two-minute wow. warning. Well, two-minute warning. Um, I don't want to sound like I'm echoing angry Ken and stuff. And to you, Top Dog, and everybody out there, you know, it's the holiday week. It's Christmas week. Um, you know, I do. Unfortunately, football does play too big a part in my life and in my past. That This resides so much in my DNA that not playing playoff football uh, something that absolutely impacts me in a negative way. I shouldn't be that that big a baby at 59 years old. I should be able to mature as I'm cruising into the late third quarter, early fourth quarter of my life and stuff. But to have this holiday week, I did a, a couple cool events uh, this past week with uh, the great Ricky Smith, a little Clevelander, doing yeah. a rake, random acts of kindness, and just kind of resonated within me some of the great awesome gifts I've been given and some of the awesome things that are out there and, and the difference that we're able to make. I use the phrase, you matter, because we care about you and it's not a University of Miami thing. It's about taking care of people around you and this, uh, what Ricky was talking about, the random acts of kindness, being nice to people around you, how blessed we are. Let's give back and oh. I'm doing, let's do well by doing good. And I just want to uh, piggyback off of that a little bit. Just want to wish everybody a uh, happy Hanukkah, Merry, Merry Christmas, and uh, just hope everybody's healthy. If not, as long as you're with uh, your families, that's the most important thing. I also did an event, uh, uh, when was it, Sunday, yesterday, down at, uh, we have a little place in, um, in, the, in the arcade down there called Coco's Chalky Paint. And uh, we had, I can't tell you how many kids we had come down where we gave them toys and fed them. And it was just a really, really uh, nice event. But everybody, Merry Christmas. Uh, my, uh, you, can, you guys can tell me happy birthday whenever you want to. My birthday is Christmas Day. But I also top want dog. I, 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 top dog. Happy I also want to thank all you guys for uh, watching and listening to our show. Uh, you guys just don't know it means the world to us, and we really appreciate it. All the people I see, you come up to me and tell me you, you know, you guys listen to the show, you watch us, and you like it. But thank you, we really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you know, our fans, listeners, viewers out there, you know, awesome, appreciate. Oh, and I have to give an, a great shout out, everybody. Be checking us out. Friday night, 
the Union Home Gasparilla Bowl. I'll be down in Tampa with the awesome, great Bill Cosgrove at Union Home Mortgage. Promises kept. Last year was their first <laughs> year doing the sponsorship yeah. with uh, with the, the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa. Actually, Tampa is where I started learning a lot of my holistic IV therapy that I keep talking about or um, that we're going to talk about in the offseason. But Bill Cosgrove, God bless you, brother. You've been awesome to me and my family. I love you, Paula, and your family. And let's rock this Friday. You oh, deserve it. It's awesome. A good Clevelander getting out there with Union Home Mortgage and being able to be an NCAA well, bowl sponsor. Well, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, we had a good show, and I just laughed because you, Gabby, tell us two minutes. You and I take about five <laughs> two minutes. minutes. <laughs> yeah, Gabby had all <laughs> kinds and of points. I gave you some She's birthday minutes, and I gave you extra group. birthday minutes. Hey, good show, big dog. Good job, man. I love you, brother. You got it. Roof, 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 roof. roof.